Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder. Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again. This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable. Welcome to episode number 15. Today we are titled Gut Guidance, and we'll dive into that topic a little bit further. Um, Amy is not with us today. She is battling with a migraine. Today is the only day that we could record, so we are um, rolling. I tell you this, um, this topic is one that she will bring back, come back to at different points in the future because um, she has a lot to say on the subject, but so do I. So I'm going to kind of exhaust some of these thoughts and I am sitting here with Eric, who will also engage, I'm sure. Hello, everyone. So we were just discussing the, I, I just off the cuff asked Eric, are there any times that you felt like your gut has been your guide? And he says. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm struggling to come up with a specific example right now, but it's definitely Throughout my life, there's been many occasions where my gut's been my guide, and also there's been many occasions where I didn't follow my gut and regretted it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, starting off, let's just define a little bit more of what it is that we're even talking about when we say gut guidance, because um, there are times where your literal physical gut will guide you to, um, you know, <laughs> guide you to the restroom, let's say. I mean, your, your gut can cause you to do all kinds of things, both physically and emotionally and even spiritually. I think there's a connection between um, your gut. And you could also maybe call that like your intuition, if you would. Um, by definition, intuition's the ability to understand something immediately. It's just like, boom, all of a sudden, I just know, like, do this, do that, go left, go right, stop, um, you know, it's, and it's without the need, it's the ability to understand something immediately and without the need for like conscious thought or reasoning. It's just um, like, a, like an, it would be like, you know, we're going to allow our intuition or our gut to guide us. Um, that's kind of the idea behind it. And, and we sometimes will refer to this as like an internal guidance system. You know, guides are critical in our lives. It's critical that we have, you know, external guides or people that would help us. You know, when you're born into this earth, you hopefully have parents that serve as good guides for you, help you grow, help you, you know, move into the direction that you're called to go. Um, if you don't, you know, a lot of times um, children will move into a system and that system can kind of help serve as a guidance system. So external guides are really critical, but we really strongly feel especially as we've gone through the journeys that we've gone through, that the internal guidance system, that gut check, you know, that, that reality, this, man, what am I supposed to do right here? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, I really feel like I've got to go left or I've got to go right. Um, so when we're talking about the, the gut being your guide, we're kind of referring to that as like an intuition or an internal guidance system. And it's important that we kind of understand, be on the same page with that uh, as, as we get going. So... Um, obstacles. There are lots of obstacles to our um, 
let's say, intuition or to our gut. And, and, and those obstacles are critical. I was thinking about, like, think about some movies with me, Eric, like real quick. Like what types of movies do you see intuition popping up? Anything come to mind at all? Like, uh, I had like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When he's measuring out the sand for the uh, to replace the like, uh, you know, like artifact that's on the like booby trapped pedestal, and he's got to use his intuition. Yeah, like it was. I can't remember the exact scenario, but like if he did too much, then something then, probably happened. Yeah, it, like shoots the poison darts and the and the big boulder rolls. And, yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, totally. You know, it's in in that context. Like some of the greatest superheroes of the day, if you think of like the, all the movies, the comics, all that stuff, so much has to do with like this intuition or this like gut check, like I got to go here. And you see like Spider-Man go over to the left and handle business. And, and it's like, how did he even know to do that? You know, there's, there's this, this intuition um, that was there that caused him to, you know, do what he did. And many, many times we, Amy and I, in our journey, we have, not gone with our gut, as you said earlier. And when we didn't go with our gut, almost every single time, there were painful experiences that followed that. Similar to Indiana Jones. If he didn't go with his gut, if he didn't hit it right, then he's going to get rolled over. You know, we've been rolled over with relationships. We've been rolled over with various problems in life because we just simply didn't go with our gut. So, um, very important to remember that, uh, that yes, external guidance systems are great. It, it's also making me think of like the, I want to say it's maybe like the Wiley Coyote. Was it the, the Bugs Bunny? Nah. Remember the Coyote? He would, what, what, Coyote yeah, and Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Yeah. 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 So like sometimes the Roadrunner would be like doing his thing and the Coyote would be like chasing him. And what he would do is he would, he would like spin the sign. And then as the coyote's running up, all he's doing is just following this external guidance system. But that arrow is not pointing the right way anymore. It's actually pointing to like a cliff. And then he would like run full speed thinking he's chasing the roadrunner, like thinking he's, he's going to get what he's desiring. And then the next thing you know, he launches off the cliff. He suspends there for a little while. His eyes get super <laughs> big. He falls straight to the ground. And then you see the pickle like yeah. the cloud that comes up, you know, and, and because sometimes external guides or external signs will lead you astray. It's, you got to have a combination of internal and external. And so um, as we're moving through this, there are, you know, we, we want you to begin to learn to trust your gut or to trust your instinct. But if you're second guessing everything constantly, then you can honestly, you can end up with real physical gut issues because it's like you, your gut is telling you to go one way, but mm, like everything else is telling you to go another way. And then actually that can produce like physical sicknesses, like actual, like intestinal stomach based issues because you're not going with your gut, you know, and, and that's scientifically proven. That is that's a that's an actual fact that stress and anxiety and all these disorders cause issues deep inside your gut. So 
Um, really important. The reason why we're we're hitting on this is because we just touched on this episode called Bon Voyage, and we said, hey, you're setting sail. You're going on a journey. You're leaving the shore. You're moving to a new place in your life, and the other side of that of that water that you're crossing, there are beautiful destinations there for you to reach and for you to land on. But in the middle of the ocean, when you're trying to reach those destinations, sometimes you start second guessing things. You know, maybe you fell asleep and you woke back up and you're like, uh-oh, am I even going the right direction anymore at all? Or maybe there's a massive obstacle just under the water and something in your gut's telling you just go a little bit further left or go a little bit further right. Otherwise, you're going to slam into this, you know, this major obstacle and and your gut can help you, you know, your intuition can help you navigate those things. And so let's look at some obstacles, just basic obstacles of intuition. Obstacle number one in no particular order is pleasing people. Pleasing people. What do you think about this, Senor Eric? Well, I I definitely see how that's an obstacle to um, going with your gut because oftentimes going with your gut means going against what other people want you to do. Yeah, popular majority. That's that's a, a real big issue. Some of the greatest leaders of all time, you look at people that the majority of our country would respect in presidencies and go back to people like Abraham Lincoln was continually having to grind against what many people, I mean, even to the point of, of death threats and assassinations, you're talking massive opposition to where he knew deep down in his gut he needed to go. And so if he yielded to, you know, pleasing the majority of the people, and it doesn't even have to be majority, maybe maybe it's a similar to the presidency race in our current day and age, it's like 50, you know, 49.9 to 50 point, you know, 1%, you know, you've got like just the I mean, it's such a thin line between between uh, majority versus non-majority. But when your eyes are on what other people are wanting or expecting from you, and their voices, they de- they determine to make their voice louder. And sometimes that can steer the direction that you take. It can cause you to go, ah, oh, maybe we won't fight or, you know, the abolition of slavery. Now, maybe Abraham Lincoln yields because he got one too many death threats. What a tragedy. You know, somebody had to step up to the plate to do that. Somebody had to do it. And that meant somebody had to have the ability to go against what a vast majority or a very loud majority of people, because even at that time, using that example, you've got you know, the slave trade that he was really fighting against, right? Yep. And as he's battling against the slave trade, those particular slave owners, they were people of of means. They were people of influence. They had a lot of money. And that, you know, and many times in this world, you know, the currency of heaven's a little different. The currency of this world, money sometimes means influence and power. And so he was having to fight against some of the more influential and powerful people of his day. He, 
It would have been easy if he had the influential and powerful people on his side. And then he's saying to the commoners who don't have anything, hey, this is what we're going to do because you've got the means and the influence to do it. But when you're going to swim upstream against a system that actually you're taking away one of their primary means of actually, you know, earning or, or having, now you're, now you're fighting against somebody who's going to battle you to the death. And quite literally, um, that's what happened with him. So pleasing people can cause you to shrink back. It can cause you to maybe just detour just a little bit and the slightest detour could completely and drastically change the course of your future. You know, in marriages, you can have people, you, you can have counsel that's coming to you and telling you, you know, stick in it or get out of it either way. But ultimately, you're the one who knows what the circumstances are that you're in and whether or not your gut instinct is saying stay the course here or not. And if, you know, if, if all of our counsel is telling us to do one thing, but your gut's saying to do another thing, then you're not going to be able to please those people. But as our experiences have proven, Amy and I's experiences, if we choose to please the people rather than go with our gut, we end up miserable. And sometimes, I mean, as we always say, we are, are, uh, mission is to help people find their calling and make life count because life's meant to be enjoyed. The opposite of joy is misery, really. And so life's too short to live miserable. And in order to accomplish living out you know, a life that is full of joy, you may have outside people that aren't down with where you're going. But as long as you're true to your gut, true to your inst- instinct, true to your internal guidance system, intuition, whatever you want to call it today, you actually are going to be more happy on the inside, which is more important, right, than being happy on the outside. Because if you're not happy on the inside, it's pretty much fake on the outside. So pleasing people can be a complete killer, a complete killer to your internal joy. How, how can somebody work through that resistance? Very carefully, <laughs> very slowly. You, you know, the resistance sometimes... You know, just communications. Let's let's say um, you have several. Let's say it's a business relationship, a, a partnership, and one person saying go one way, and one person saying go another way. In those circumstances, you need to process with those people, you know, heavily. But it really depends on the level of influence that those people have and how much control those people have. So internally, you've got to you've got to be willing to set some let's say milestones or know how far you're willing to go to test, you know, do, am I going to be able to get the people to understand why I need to go this way or not? Um, you know, let's go back to Indiana Jones. A lot of the time he would have like a couple people with him in his journey, right? Yeah. But he was the point of the spear. He, he was the one who, if he didn't choose left or right quickly, if he had to stop and have a conversation with everybody about the direction he was going to go, then it would have probably been too late to get consensus, right? Sure. Because then then everybody's going to die. And so he he knew that, and it was like, oh, no. So sometimes if, if the situation warrants it, then take the time, have the conversations, and do all those things. But you can't do it to the detriment of your direction. Um, if you do it to the detriment of your direction, then then 
your vision dies, your everything just fades. And it's because you're just wanting to have too many conversations, uh, wanting to try to get all the people on board. You got to know what your personal like gauge is that says, you know what, enough is enough. Now to the far extreme, let's go far left. If somebody's just all about the gut and, and doesn't care at all about what people think, then that's a little bit more like a dictatorship than it is, you know, being a good leader. I think a good leader, um, even just a good um, understanding, and I'm talking a little bit more in the leadership context, but let's say somebody doesn't feel like they're leading anything and they're trying to decide what to do in their in their life, you, you've still got to have a good understanding of what your limitations are. And you don't want to just completely 100% only go with your gut. You want to also survey the land. You want to kind of see what's happening out there and go, okay, well, this is also what's happening with the people. This is also what's happening in all the circumstances. And when you put all of that on a scale, you've got to determine which has more weight, which is more important. That's kind of like a short, long answer. Yeah. And I think another thing is that the people outside it, other people don't share your gut instinct. Very That's kind point. of your own. And so a lot of times I think it's hard for other people to understand if you are going with your gut, sometimes it won't make sense to people, other people, because they don't have that same instinct. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, they're going to go over here, but, you know, hopefully at the end of your decision-making and we know for certain that 20 years into um, doing the business and all the different things that we do, uh, we trust our gut. I've had to learn to trust Amy's gut so much over the last couple of decades. Early, I, early in our marriage, I didn't necessarily trust her gut as much because sometimes your gut isn't logical. Sometimes it's just like, well, you know, maybe it's with a person, like somebody we're going to hire, somebody that um, we're going to, you know, maybe spend more time with and build more of a friendship with. And, you know, maybe her gut instinct was, whoa, 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 put on the brakes. Like, you know, and, and mine might have been, no, like, let's give them a chance. Like, you know, and, and I would push past some of the little key indicators. And then in doing that, um, it came out later down the road that, whoa, like we were actually hanging out with a ser like serial killer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to hear this story. <laughs> Nobody was an actual serial killer. But I mean, the, in reality, um, sometimes some of the ministries we have, they have maybe there's there's children that are involved or there's processes that are there. And you, you've got you to gotta have gut instincts like quickly and, or, and you got to just go with it because Another thing is sometimes if your gut is telling you play it safe, that's almost always a good thing to roll with. Even if the circumstances look like, no, bet it all. This is the big win. But if your gut's saying play it safe, uh, I mean, default to the safety side of your gut. I think it's on the opposite side of your gut instinct where it gets a little bit more difficult. The safety side, that's pretty good. But when it's risky, that's when it's like, oh, okay, now... If, if all circumstances are saying play it safe, but your gut's saying take a risk or jump out, we've kind of found that that risk-taking, you know, it, it actually produces some pretty good results. It doesn't always produce great external results, but it almost always produces great internal results because when you jump out and then all this, you're not sure how it's going to go, but you're pretty sure, and then all of a sudden you're right. 
It's like, okay, now I've got a little bit more confidence in my intuition or in my internal guidance system. So um, you can do this with friendships. You can do this with business decisions. You can do this with relocations of where you live, where you are employed, uh, or, or what businesses that you're focusing on. Anything um, that you have to make decisions on requires some internal guidance. And so um, next thing that we're going to jump into, we've already started to touch on that a little bit, is just fear in general. You know, last week we were saying in the Bon Voyage episode that it requires courage to cross the sea, which, you know, courage, there's no need for courage if there's not fear involved. You don't have to be courageous to do something that you're not fearful of. It's just, so in order to be a courageous person, that means fear is probably present. And, you know, in the context of like following your gut, if, if whatever it is that's in front of you is so scary, like risky, scary, you know, ah, like this, this is like a, there's, how could I ever do that? How could I ever, it's just way too much. It's way too big. You know, any of those things like fear can stunt your growth or cause you just to stay stuck. Like if you ever, what's that saying? It's a, um, you could be paralyzed like through fear. I, I don't know if that's the exact fear is the mind killer. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's from Dune. Dune. <laughs> what is Dune? I don't even know what Dune is. It's like a sci-fi series of books. Okay. With the sandworms. <laughs> With the sandworms. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I think fear can really lead us just to like stay in where we are, like just paralyzation. Uh, no, I can't go there because I'm afraid. And Keith, what do you think about that fear thought? Is that? Yeah, ab- ab- I agree with it completely. Yeah, I think that uh, fear, fear of just simply failing and jumping out can cause somebody to never cross the ocean, you know, to never actually go. But if your gut is saying, there's something so great over there, but if you're thinking, but there are monsters in the sea, you know, then whatever it is, that's, it's like that alligator uh, game. I remember it as a kid. Um, there's different versions of this now, but like you're trying to like skip from rock to rock to rock to get to the other side. And there's like all these alligators that are like swimming in the channels. Is it a video game? Yeah. 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 And there's a bunch of apps on the phone now that have, you know, have that or like the, the f- one that's funny now, I think it's like a chicken and the chicken is trying to cross the road. And there's like a ton of cars that just like come out of nowhere. And so he's got to like be very careful. And as you're navigating, you're like step across. Oh, oh, no, wait a second. Now go. And, and you're literally leaning on like your gut for when to cross because out of nowhere, a car shows up. So if you could just stay stuck on the wrong side of the street, you know, because fear, there is a car coming around the corner. So what you're saying is run out into traffic. Yeah. Just straight up (laughs) blitz right out fearlessly. (laughs) just a minute ago i was driving up the mountain here and came around the corner and i noticed there was like a a bolt that had a washer and kids if you're listening do not do this at home but i know somebody who when they were a lot younger used to make these little booby traps for tires and it was like a nail that would be stuck up at like a 45 degree angle with a little like piece of wood 
So it was like the platform that held the, the nail up. And then you would kind of position them behind tires. And if you backed up, then pop goes the tire. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up. I have no idea whoever did that. I don't know anybody whatsoever who ever did anything like that before. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. And driving up the road, there was like this bolt and a washer, and it was pointed perfectly at a 45-degree angle, and it was right around this blind corner. So I come around the blind corner, and I, I see this bolt, and I straddle the bolt with my two tires, right, or four tires. I just go right over, just right over this bolt. And I drive past it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was just, like, prevented from this obstacle, pump, you know, puncturing my tire. And I thought, well, I, I hope the ne next guy doesn't get it. And then, then that like good Samaritan thought happened inside me. And I pulled over to the side of the road, flipped around really quick, went back down, did the U-turn, pulled into the part, little uh, turnout, ran down, grabbed the bolt out of the road, removed the obstacle, right? So as I was doing that, this is what made me think that. I'm on a blind corner and I'm standing there and the only thing I yeah. could do was just like listen to hear if a car was coming because there was no way to know. And so, you know, as it's kind of like what it's life like in our lives. Like you, you know, you might not be able to see what's around the corner. You don't know if somebody's doing 90 and going to hit you. But if you kind of take your senses for what they are and kind of take inventory and if you maybe listen, maybe hearing was the best option there for getting you across the road. Um, it, that's a little bit of what it takes and yeah, if I, I could have just stayed stuck there, I could have just went, no, that's a little too difficult. I'm not even going to pull over. I'm not even going to help the next guy out. But in my mind, I'm thinking if I don't help the next guy out, I, I'd almost guarantee I'm going to get a flat tire tomorrow. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fear is something that we've got to navigate. And um, in spite of fear, like we move forward in the face of fear. When your gut says go, you go and you move forward in the face of fear. You um, determine that you're going to start the business even though you're not quite certain of what the economy is doing right now. You know, but there's a, you know, it's, it's a new way, right? Because a lot of what we talk about frequently is finding a way. If you don't face your fears and step out across the line, cross the road, and, you know, in spite of all of the odds, then you will stay stuck and you're not actually going to reach those beautiful destinations that you know God will say actually has in store for you. Okay, number three. Anything else on fear for you? Uh, nothing comes to mind at the moment. Okay, so similarly to fear, but a little bit different, it's just the unknown or the what-ifs, right? The unknown. What first thought pops up for you? Like when the unknown keeping you stuck where you are, like what comes to mind? Um, well, I mean, I, the first thing that came to mind is like moving and that fear of like going to a new place and yeah. Totally. Do you ever remember like, did you like moving, let's say going to a new school yeah. or things of that nature? How, how did you choose your schools that you've, you know, gone to? I went to the ones that accepted me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Going with um, my gut. I just... Well, I went to college for computer science, and so I looked at places that had good computer science programs. And then I went to the university I went to also had really cheap housing, mm -hmm. and I didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So that was a big factor. And 
it was kind of my second choice anyway, and I didn't get accepted to the first choice. So. Yep. Yeah. What aspects of the unknown come up like in some of the moves that you've made? Just it's totally, it was, those moves were the com- complete unknown. Cause I just like, like I, it was, um, I went to school in Chico mm-hmm. and I think I'd only really even gone there like once before moving there. Right. And so I just moved there to, um, just a random street that I didn't really know anything about, which turned out to be a really bad part of town. Right. And, um, uh, yeah, I just had to, didn't know anybody, didn't know anything about it and just moved. And there's tons of fear of the unknown involved with that. For sure. Yeah. Amy randomly just popped into the room. Is she able? Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to love hearing from Amy on her gut instinct <laughs> and all of that. So the unknown is it requires what we ended the Bon Voyage episode conveying. It's, it's faith. It's, it's belief. It's certainty. You know, gut instinct and faith and, or belief kind of in some ways are, are friends. They go hand in hand. You know, it, when you have a certainty, because that is another word for faith, and you're going to cross the, the water with not, nobody's ever sent you pictures. You, you know, the people that, um, there, there's no Instagram that says, hey, this is what it looks like over here if you cross the water and, and you overcome your fear and you don't please people and all of those things. You don't have any of that because in reality, all of our journeys are just one day, one step at a time. And we believe that there's good in our future, but the truth is is that there's a lot of unknown. And so just to jump out, just to go, just to, to, to get on the road, you've got to trust your gut and you've got to move forward. And that requires faith that helps you overcome fear. It requires faith that helps you overcome people-pleasing and the unknown or the what-ifs. What ifs make you second guess. They make you do the double take. And if you have time to do the double take, then you do it. Some circumstances say you do. Some circumstances say you don't. So depending on the moment, depending on the circumstances, you work with the what ifs and you work them out if you have the opportunity to do so. But when your gut says go and everything else around you says no, then We still want to learn to lead with, and this is the truth, we believe that we're supposed to lead with our gut, lead with that gut. And we think that you're going to experience far less extreme versions of pain. No matter what, pain's kind of the process. It's the pain of leaving the land that you were in. Ah, that hurts. I miss everybody. Or it's the pain of jumping out and oops, that didn't work. But either way, you're going to experience some sense of grief or loss or pain. But through faith, through jumping out, through certainty, through tackling what-ifs and unknowns, you can step out with with this internal confidence, this internal... uh, Because if you don't, then inside you just end up in turmoil. And there's a a saying that the, the regret of of action is far less heavy than the regret of inaction. So 
essentially it's like the regret of doing something, just getting out and trying is far less heavy than having great ideas, but never stepping out at all. And many times people will get to the end of their life. And when they start pulling up the long list of regrets that they have, their primary list of regrets has to do with what they didn't do, not so much with what they did. And so, yeah, the unknown, it's, it's always going to be unknown until you know, and you're never going to know unless you go, and you're never going to go unless you actually listen to your gut and kind of take inventory and step out and make it happen. So those are some thoughts. I, I want to kind of bring that faith idea back around to what we truly believe. You know, we're, we're created beings, and we're, we're smart. We're intelligent even the, the silliest and I'll say stupidest of people on this earth, they still have been given a level of intelligence that far surpasses any create, other created being. And so be it the case, we also believe that you know, we have these internal guidance systems even apart from, from the creator, even apart from divinity. You know, The idea of the divine, divine intelligence, that's the idea that there's a God that exists that created everything. And so in that idea of a God that exists that created everything, he gave us intelligence and we have within us all of these little you know, sensories that say, go, no, you know, stay, run, slow, all these different things. But we also truly do believe that not only do we have this internal guidance system that's already built into the fabric of humanity, but there's an, there's an external guide or, or divine guide, if you would, that has chosen to add to what he already built into us. And that is through his spirit, specifically inside or, or within our being. Now, many people listening, you might call that whatever you want to call that. But for, um, for the sake of what we actually believe, we, we do believe that there is, there's more of a divine guidance system through the spirit of the divine, the creator, God, if you would, that is built inside of us. And with that, when you actually level up in your faith to believing that, it's, it moves you from, from a place of only depending on you and your intuition and your instinct. And now you have an, uh, an additional instinct, and it's like an instinctual superpower, if you would. And it's truly the most important peace as far as we're concerned, that if you can begin to tap into and understand that this divine creator wants to really direct his creation, he didn't make us to run off of cliffs like the coyote. He actually made us to win and to enjoy, and he wants to be with us, and he wants to instruct us. He wants to give us this direction. And so the beauty of this is if we believe that, then we can take a vast leap over people, you know, pleasing fear, the unknowns, all of that, because that source of strength and that internal guide, he actually knows what is on the other side of the ocean. He knows what it looks like. And when you firmly believe and you test and you trust and you step out with your gut and you see that it actually succeeds 
in the face of fear, in the face of these other things, you step out, you see it succeeds. That builds greater trust for greater steps and greater leaps. And so that gut instinct can cause you then to, to you know, maybe you, you took a small step and, oh, that worked, big step. Oh, now it's time to take the huge step because you see each step you take in faith with your gut instinct, whether it hurt or not, you see a reward that comes with it. And so that that internal guidance system with the superpower of the divine, now you have this compass, this map, and a master planner who actually takes you from one you know step to the next step. And yes, you may have a setback here and there, but we've learned that setbacks are typically setups for something way cooler and for something way greater. So even when like we step out and it's like, oh, that was a setback, mm, bummer. Now, when we are patient and we take the next right step, we recognize that, whoa, that was a setup and it was also a step up from what we were even thinking before because that's how, how brilliant and how good it is to have an internal guidance system that also couples that with, with the divine. So our hope for you, um, the listener, is that you, would, um, that you would begin to trust your internal instincts, but that you would also begin to draw and call strength from the, from the external power source that is actually the internal divine power source. Because as you do that, the confidence that you have will just absolutely go through the roof and you'll be able to move in new, beautiful, brilliant destinations. So let your gut be your guide. That's what we're uh, about today. What questions or thoughts or anything like that pop up for you, Eric? Well, we went over how um, people or external influences can be a blocker for following your gut. Mm-hmm. Another blocker that I think that I've experienced a lot and I think a lot of people deal with as far as following your gut is a lot of times your gut will tell you something that your finances can't support. Boom. And so, and I've actually kind of been in that situation where I followed my gut into a situation that I couldn't really support financially. And it's like, well, this felt really good, but it's not really realistic. Yes. And so do you have any, any thoughts on that aspect of it? If somebody feels like they should go a certain direction, but at the same time they don't really have any, system to support it financially yeah i mean certainly that is absolutely true finances can be a a massive barrier you know if if you want to move somewhere and you know it's going to cost you five thousand dollars just to get there and fuel and you got three dollars in your bank account um how do you go how do you know and there's a certain aspect of the financial side that we need to, the term that we use is stewardship. It's like, it's like uh, just kind of caring for what you have. Like if you're a shepherd of sheep, if you're a, a rancher, you steward the resources that you have, the cows, the, the you know, hay, whatever it is, you, you tend it and you make sure that you're doing as best you can to get through the winter with what you've got. So there's an aspect of wisdom and stewardship when it comes to jumping out and, and, and you know, stepping out in faith but it also doesn't require a lot of faith to jump out to something that you have all the resources to already support. So some of the greatest ventures that I've noticed, and there's a tension between this, the term is dichotomy. On one side, it's like 
be wise here and don't be an idiot, right? Don't jump out and try to do something that you have no means or skills or resources to actually accomplish. But on the other side of that is this courage to, to step out and do something that you know your gut's saying to do, but you know you don't quite have what it takes to actually finish the game. And I can tell you, we've, we've failed on certain ventures that we've jumped out in, but even those failures, as I was saying, they ended up being, you know, setups more than setbacks. So very few times have we stepped out and done something that didn't lead us to greater things. And on the opposite side of that spectrum with the finances, there's one specific story I know of that I think makes sense in this application. There was a woman who was pioneering in a day and age when she, uh, when women weren't even allowed to vote and she was trying to start a movement, if you would, and it was a faith-based movement. And when she was jumping out to do so, um, she felt like she was supposed to build this massive temple, really this faith-based temple. And so she had hardly any money. The only thing she had money to do was to pay people to dig the hole for the foundation. So they did. They dug this massive hole. And her faith statement her gut instinct that said, go build that thing. Her statement was, I, I'm going to dig the hole and then God's going to fill it. And so that's exactly what she did. She took whatever money she had, she dug the hole. And wouldn't you know that even nearly a hundred years later, that specific um, building still stands to this day and is an impactful building in Los Angeles. It also um, was one of the most impactful um, buildings and, and even sites with like technology of the time. And when that particular woman um, passed on, she it's recorded that she had more people at her memorial service than the president of the United States that passed away the same year because she stepped out with her gut instinct and she made this massive splash on culture. So... I think that you've got to hold the financial piece into a very serious light. And that's where that divine guidance comes in. Because if you're simply relying on your own um, intellect to determine whether or not this is the right move or not, it might not be enough to cause you to jump out. But when you have your own intellect combined with a, like a more of a divine unction to jump, boom, now all of a sudden you've got this explosive combination. And when those two worlds line up, now, I think you're positioned for massive opportunity. Does that answer that question? It does. It does. <laughs> right on. Well, awesome. We are uh, very glad that you have listened to this today, and we want to encourage you. You can jump over to neilandamy.com, and you can check out some of the different things that are happening over there. Um, before too long, we're going to be wrapping up our kind of our Wayfinder talks. We've got a couple of new series that are planned um, here in the, in the next month or two. And we're excited to get those coming to you. And if you have questions at any point in time, ever ever need anything from us, if you go to our websites, there's a there's a tab at the top that says need help. You can just uh, type into that. Somebody from our team can contact you and um, and really try to help you overcome the obstacles because that's our goal. We're helping you um, find your calling and make life count. Find your way. And in order to do that, sometimes you do need some external uh, resources such as podcasts like this or maybe even coaching and things of that nature. So feel free to reach out with us uh, and through those sites. And Eric, how would you like to close it? Well, I'd just like to 
reiterate that that need help button is free of charge, no strings attached. So it's not, we're not going to ask you to pay us money to, to use that button. Um, and somebody will contact you if you click that and fill out the short form. Um, Neil, did you want to give an update on the Wayfinder book? Yes. We are like at near finalization of editing of this book. And in the last month, as I had a test group read through the book and bring some feedback, and then I reread through all the content that we had written down, and I really felt like there were some additional chapters that were going to be really critical. So uh, over the last few weeks, we've written a number of additions to it and are excited to have that thing released. We're really anticipating we're just a few weeks out from from publication. So if you are interested in a pre-purchase of that, there's still a discount. Eric, do you recall what discount we have on our site at this point? Uh, I want to like say... It was 20%-ish? Yeah, it's somewhere around 20%. And then we were going to include the audio um, for the book um, free of charge with a pre-purchase. So yep. um, those are some of the bonuses that you get by going there and signing up and I'm truly excited to release that work to you and believe it's going to have massive impact for this audience, but also for an audience that is yet unknown. This book is actually us checking our gut guidance and jumping out and kind of doing or practicing what we say. So yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Like, comment, share, subscribe. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're going to love Amy's version of this when she gets to it. Talk to you soon.